Coming to you live from Bergen County, New Jersey and San Francisco, California. The best part of Wednesdays, it's Waffle Box with your hosts, Mike Fish and Kush Hayes. Welcome to Waffle Box, the podcast where we talk about anything, everything and nothing all at the same time. Coming up on episode 38, we're talking real life snakes on a plane. Null and void baptisms, uncharted movie review, and so much more. I am Mike Fish, and I am joined as always by the main man, not from Amsterdam, but he'd like to visit again. It's Mr. Kush Hayes. Kush, how you doing, buddy? What's good, y'all? I, uh, Mike, I, I'm sorry we gotta start the show off like this. One, let's let's welcome all the new subscribers and the new followers on Twitter and the YouTube. We Happy to have you here. We don't start the show off like this every episode, but today uh, I have some bad news. We lost someone in the uh, a living, a former living legend in the martial arts community. Uh, Mr. Leo Fong passed away on Friday at the age of 93. For those uh, not 100% familiar with him, but maybe think they heard that name. He's the star of Len Kabazinski's Pact of Vengeance. He was 93 years old. He'd... Uh, Hell of a life, man. He's he's all the way from Jingmon, Canton. He spent most of his days in San Francisco and Oakland. He he was living in a Burbank last I last time I met him. But he was you know he was a writer, he's an actor, he's a director. You know he he did movies such as Blood Street, Low Blow, Showdown. Uh, but he was also a, a championship boxer and he was a, a grandmaster in Wei Kundo, which I totally probably just botched. But uh, I had a pleasure interacting with him. It was a pleasure working with him. And uh, the world is worse off without him now. So I just wanted to, if everyone out there got, got a beverage in hand, doesn't matter if it's something hard, if it's just a cup of coffee or some water, I want you all to raise your glass to, to Mr. Leo Fong. He was, a, he was a great dude. So happy to have met him. Yes. Well, I have something... Cheers slightly less intense to start off with now i kind of feel bad about what i'm going to complain about but so obviously last week we got an extra day congratulations to all the presidents for getting their own day because why not Hmm. um but i had to pop into target right everyone i'm sure everyone in the u.s is familiar with target they're a mom and pop they're you know they're up and coming i think they've got a Hmm. future but um so I, i grabbed a trolley Right, or what do you call them? Do you call them trolley carts? Oh, shopping cart, shopping cart, shopping trolleys. And as mm. I'm walking around, I notice the one I have has cup holders, right? Mm. And oh, yeah, those are standard now. Right, so, and surrounding the cup holder was a warning that said, "Contents may be hot." Right. Okay. Now sure, this is sure. this isn't a new thing, obviously. But as we say, you know, everyone, you know, coffee cups and all that stuff, they all have that warning on there. And as we say, you know, the warning has to be there because at some point it wasn't there and someone complained and so they had to put the thing there. Mm-hmm. But this, I just feel this takes like humanity down an extra notch in that mm-hmm. for that cup holder to be full, like these, these shopping carts don't come as standard with a coffee in it some human being had to have gone to a 
coffee place, not going to mention any brand names until they sponsor mm. us, but they've gone to a coffee place, requested a hot caffeinated beverage, mm-hmm. purchased it, took that hot caffeinated beverage, put it in their shopping cart, mm-hmm. and then moved around and maybe bumped into something. And then that hot caffeinated beverage burnt them. And they mm-hmm. complained to the shopping place that, whoa, the, there was no warning. But mm-hmm. my God, like I thought humanity was dumbing down. No. But to well, I mean, that still dumbing down. level is incredible. It gets worse. Here, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make your hypothetical a little more extreme. Uh, I doubt we're ever going to get sponsored by Starbucks, but if your target is like my target, they have a Starbucks. So the uh, uh, person X bought a cup of Starbucks at the Target and then rolled, strolled their child around who then kicked the cup or they accidentally bumped into another thing and hot coffee spilled all over this baby's leg and things got even even worse. That's that's my hypothesis that I'm adding to that. And uh, you always have to take it to another level. They had to put they had to mold that warning into the plastic. Like it's not a sticker, right? It's molded into the plastic, right? You cannot miss this warning. Like there's no excuse that you, you can't get peeled off. It can only be scraped off. And then even then, someone in security is going, like, "Sir, would you please stop scraping that warning off? We're trying to keep babies from dying." Yeah, well, I, I get. So I always, I'm, I'm always one of these people, annoying people that has to play devil's advocate. So mm-hmm. I'm always kind of like, well, that might seem stupid, but I can at least see where that came from, sort of. You know what I mean? And so at least mm-hmm. with the cups, I somewhat get it because, mm-hmm. you know, someone's handed it to you and then you're, oh, I didn't know it was that hot. But mm-hmm. you had to personally transfer that from one place to the shopping cart. You knew it was hot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If it makes you feel better, I've picked up uh, two bottles of Coke from my Target that both had the scent of mildew on them. Like, you're going like, oh my God. No, that has either been somewhere or for whatever reason, someone just scraped it in mildew because it's, 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 it smells like a damp basement. And I'm like, oh, no, we're not putting that in our mouth. No, sir. What did they have a warning on it? Contents may get you sick. I um, I was in the I was in the movie both times. The most recent time, I just threw the fucking bottle away. I was like, I don't have time for this shit. I I, I will just go through this without a coke. The first time though, I was I saw Black Widow. Totally totally a bummer. It made made that movie an extra bummer. But I couldn't return it that night because targets are so so prone to crime they're just like we close at six now crime stops at six o'clock uh, so i had to go back the next day and like hey man here's my receipt here's the bottle i picked it out of that cooler i don't even want a refund i just want you to clean the fucking cooler okay and, and deal with that so that's 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 your evidence now it's i'm not missing the two dollars but take care of that shit would you and i guess they didn't they're, they're, those those incidents are months apart but that's that's twice now target twice welcome to waffle box everyone where we're just killing potential sponsors one by one targets never targets never going to sponsor us um let's kick into here uh let's talk about our first 
highlighted story. Uh, speaking What's of the movies, docket, Mac. First thing on the docket is everyone's familiar with the famous uh, ludicrous movie, not starring ludicrous, mm. but starring Samuel Jackson, where he proclaims that he is actually what's the wording i'm sick of these I'm motherfucking sick snakes and tired of these motherfucking snakes on this motherfucking plane absolute hot garbage that movie but very entertaining at the same time <laughs> it was so bad it was great but it's ridiculous it has the premise. best marketing of any movie oh know. it's incredible but a ridiculous premise that this commercial airline suddenly gets overrun by all of these snakes and they have to survive what a ridiculous concept. That's what mm-hmm. I thought, at least. But apparently, this may be... I'm not saying it was based on a true story, but it ha- it's happened in a real thing. So recently on an Air Asia flight, uh, which was coming from um, Malaysian capital Kuala Lumpur, mm. had to get redirected... Because someone on the plane was just minding their own business, looking up and saw in the, like the light fixture, mm. fucking snake, going about its business. That's fucked up. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I would like that is just ah. Oh, I wouldn't. Where would you, what would you do? How would you react to that? Like, because it's not like you can run away. You're, you're well, the first thing I like, do is I hit Jackson. that little button. I go, bing. <laughs> Or no, I'd be scared to in case it like it angers the snake. Mm, that is that that is that is that is absolutely a possibility. Um, that's definitely a probability too. So yeah, you might have to just get up and like just keep 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 one eye on the on the silhouette and hope you don't like bump into the stewardess, but like go, hey, <laughs> this is a it, well, they only it was only one snake, right? Or was it more? It there was one snake. It's just the one snake. That's fortunate, man. Like, but yeah, you'd have to get it because you, you couldn't. It's not like you could even like wait for it or go, go psst, psst, because then the snake might think you're talking to it. So like, oh, no. But apparently, so the the airline uh, did say that this is a very rare occurrence, mm-hmm. um, but it can happen from time to time, which doesn't give me much confidence and now i'm scared that it's gonna happen my next flight (laughs) so how does this happen mike is is a someone checked their pet snake on board and because baggage carriers are shit everywhere that thing that thing broke out of its cage or or container or whatever and just ended up in the in the electrical system or b was it literally just on the airstrip just cool this way uh, out there just crawled its way up, up the landing gear. That's what I'm going to guess. Because it gets worse. So there's the, the story yeah, cited some other examples of uh, when this happened. So one, there was an occasion where a pilot had to conduct an emergency landing after finding a snake in the cockpit, which mm. I've, I don't want my pilot scared. Uh, but even worse, this is just, like, if you like, if you're What's the word? If you're queasy, if you're like, is that the right word? You have a fear of snakes. If you have a fear of snakes. Oh, fast forward this bit. Just a fucking fear of snakes. God so damn. in 2019, a woman traveling home from Australia, which gives you a oh, clue there, encountered a nasty surprise when she went to unpack after she got home 
and found a snake curled up in her luggage. No. No, it's a uh, wait. So she came from Australia, or she went to Australia? She came back from Australia. She was traveling back, back from Australia. home to Scotland. Ooh. Not many snakes in well, Scotland. I bet that snake woke up and was like, "Why? Where am I? This is so this cold." Is so cold. <laughs> yeah, what the- <laughs> and everyone speaks funny around here too. What the? Yeah. <laughs> Dude, so. Snake, the, the snakes on a plane story is terrifying, but there, I'm going to raise it. Uh, I don't have a citation in front of me. I saw this on one of those news magazine shows of like top 10 scariest things that could ever happen to you. I'm sure it's on YouTube or a similar story on YouTube or a different version of the same stories on YouTube, but family bought a house out in the middle of nowhere. The, they, they had it appraised and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But the appraiser missed one very important thing. And one night the youngest child was taking a bath and all of a sudden the water stopped and snakes just started pouring out of the faucet. And they were living on a nest of snakes that were not happy with the new occupants standing Ooh. above them. At least and you shivered. They left immediately. Yeah, I'd um, burn that house down. Burn the fucking house down, right? Claim the insurance. It was an accident. I don't. I think you could just tell the insurance company there were snakes. And like, did you burn the house down? Okay, here's fifty grand or or whatever the property was worth. But yeah, <laughs> did you burn just... it down intentionally? Yes. Why? Because there was five ton of snakes coming through this the, the bathtub. Oh, that's fair enough. Mm. I would have done the same thing. No, uh, I've also heard of snakes popping up out of a toilet. I think I think that's our worst fear. Yeah, no. no, I told didn't remember I told you a story about how I found something crawling on me when I was in the toilet. It was, it was, it Remind out, us for the it was, for the new subscribers. So I'm just sitting there minding my own business, doing my business, and then I just feel something tickling my back. And I get up and it was it was only a small spider, but when I look back and you saw something moving and crawling on me, ah oh, I was in the right place because I'd Shit myself again. wasn't wasn't a pretty picture. Oh my but luckily, like I say, I was in the right place. Okay. Anyway, you're in the right place. Let's move on from creepy crawlies because that's a mm. horrible way to start the show. Um, next. So, what is other than snakes coming out of the toilet and biting you on your buttocks while you're taking a poop? Biggest fear is obviously you know your home security. spiders descending while you're masturbating. Yes. No. What from the shaft? Like pro, pro, no, just standing from the ceiling onto your shaft. Like how, how old would you be when you, you ejaculate spiders? No. There, there must be a horror porn that does that or something. No. But <laughs> oh god. <laughs> I'm sorry. If there are new listeners this week, I do apologize. Um, yes. So no. Big spears. Everyone feels home at home. Feels safe at home, right? That is your little corner of the world. And the worst fear that gives you anxiety is if you were to come home and your house had been broken into. Oh my God, I feel so defiled. I feel so vulnerable. I found one step further than that, my friends listening. Imagine if you was to return one day and your entire fucking house had gone 
Like literally <laughs> the whole thing vanished. That has happened, my friends, in a, the wonderful state of Michigan. Um, so it was um, a lake house at which the Michigan State Police have reported missing. It's a 12 by 28 foot cabin. So it's obviously not, maybe it's not a house, but still it's a decent mm. sized cabin. You know, maybe like a, a vacation home where they go to when they go do some fishing. I don't know. But yeah, vanished, mm-hmm. completely gone. And I don't even know where you'd start with that because do you take fingerprints from what? It's all gone. So I think I would do two extra laps around the block. Just to, I mean, I, again, my name is Kush Hayes, so I forget was I things drunk, every now and then. I? Like, did I did I make a left? Am I supposed to make a right? Let's 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 retrace our steps. And then I'm like, fuck, that house is missing. Oh, I can imagine. All right. Imagine that story. Like, imagine that how that conversation had to go. Because you think I, you know, I called the cops. How do you like? So yeah, I like to report a theft. Uh, someone someone stole my home. Someone broke into your home and stole something. No, someone no, no. stole the home. Yeah. Uh, what's your address? Uh, it doesn't matter because it's not there anymore. It's <laughs> look for the <laughs> look for the the house not there in between two other houses it was one two three fake street but i guess look for one two five fake street and then it's the empty lot next to that who know what the address is now unless they might put it down somewhere else how could you imagine like so let's just say like many situations could have happened there so like imagine like a a bloke on with his boys for the weekend and he gets back and his wife's like did you did you look up the cabin before you left don't worry, I made sure nothing's going to go wrong. And then next weekend, where the fuck is it? Did what did you do? Right? Would you just lie? Oh, I lost it. I lost <laughs> it in a poker game. I mean, there, there's, there's, I mean, unless it's a trail, just, just a double wide trailer, like there's a foundation to the house. You know, there's, there's in theory a basement. There's there's a, a septic tank, like there's there's gonna be a gonna be a big hole where that house was, not not just the empty lot itself, but like you know, a tomb, if you will. Um, wow, Did, what was it? A trailer, Mike? Or no, was it, it was. was a, it a, I don't think it had a basement. A cabin. It was a full cabin. I I put a picture actually on uh, on our Twitter page at at Wafflebox Pod. Uh, so it's, it's if Sam decent... Raimi's Evil Dead taught me anything. Every cabin has a basement. But we're, we're all right. Okay. Speaking of interesting things stolen, though, I actually overheard a story of a young man who was in a relationship with a young lady. They were living together. Mm-hmm. But then, unfortunately, it didn't work out and they decided to part ways, or I guess she did. She decided to get out. And so she, I guess he gave her enough space that you go back, you can get your stuff, move out. And then when he returned, not only she'd taken all of her stuff, she took the Wi-Fi. Like she took all the wiring out. She took the router. She took everything. So he had no, I don't know what she was going to do with it because it's not like you can just plug in and play. You have to sign up for things like that. But that's spiteful, that is. That's the new spiteful. That? That's the new ice cube trays. There's that uh, line in uh, True Lies with Arnold Schwarzenegger where Tom Arnold's like, what kind of cold bitch steals the ice cube trays? She took everything. Um, this is, yeah. 
this exceeds that because again she, you just said she pulled up all the wiring took the routers like yeah when you talk about yeah. the ice cube trail i was like wondering if there was some kind of sick like what does she do to the ice now no she took the ice cube you can't you oh. cannot make ice anymore sir i am taking the ability of you creating ice away from you see i was thinking worse things i thought she'd done like tampered with perfect. the ice now if ever i break up first thing i want to do is dump out the ice clean the ice trays make sure there's nothing foul in there <laughs> that's where my brain goes that's where your brain goes that's where my brain goes but your your water supply is inhabited with cocaine too so i mean this this thing clearly has affected your mind welcome to new york new jersey baby where we'll even all the time you're drinking UK, but still tap water it's a party uh right still to come on this episode of Whopper box we are talking about the null and void baptisms uh that happened recently <laughs> um, we're talking uncharted new tom holland movie and then obviously we've got our feel good moment of the week uh but we'll be right back after this short break and we are back now let's whoop, whoop. On. Whoop, whoop. that was so much fun we are back baby um so baptisms now i'm not one to say that i'm a a man of faith a religious man but i do believe i Mm -hmm. was baptized um it's Mm -hmm. something i know what some people believe now not gonna i'm not getting into this kind of level of information just to kind of sounds like i'm talking shit about anything i'm not i'm just wanting to clarify the seriousness of the situation at hand here man because i do believe some people some parts of the, the Christian faith or the Catholic faith, I'm not 100% sure, do believe that if you're not baptized, right, that means no matter what, you ain't getting in at the end, right? Mm-hmm. You're going to get shut down at the gates by the bouncer. You ain't getting hit. Right, right, right. No shot. So obviously, some people take the baptism extremely serious. Now, so a Catholic priest in Arizona. Catholic priest, okay. Catholic priest made mm-hmm. a very slight mishap apparently in the wording of how he baptized people in his congregation now i'm not 100 sure how this whole thing was found out but sure whatever. semantics but yeah so apparently in the um let me try to find that the exact wording here okay so because right i want to just show you how ridiculous uh, this is so when you're getting baptized what you do is you have to say i baptize you in the name of the father and of the son and of the holy spirit that's something you have okay. to say i mean it's part of the contract i guess but what mm. this man had done i don't know whether it was a slip of the tongue or what what he had said was we baptize you in the name of the father and of the son and of the holy spirit so apparently the catholic church teaches that when a person baptizes it is really christ who is working through that person to baptize that person the child the baby the man Mm -hmm. whatever so it doesn't recognize that a community can do it because they they're not god right so just by saying that we're doing it apparently null and voids um all the baptisms that he's done 
And Do we know how many baptisms this invalidates? So, this apparently, um, Reverend Arango uh, was reciting these words used wrong, incorrectly, up until the 7th, 17th of June, 2021. And mm-hmm. it doesn't actually say the word. That's kind of annoying. That's kind of a, no. doesn't actually say in the I story. mean, that's probably too many to count. That's probably too many to but count. It does How many say, years was it? Yeah, it, all it says is that the one word gaffe forced officials to invalidate thousands of baptisms. Thousands. They conducted that's just over dumb. the year. Now, obviously. Who would, know? who would need to know? Okay, like, but how are they, like, who? Like, who is finding let's this just out? be realistic. Yeah, I mean, how did they do? Well, someone audited a baptism, obviously, and they're like, "Hey, you said we when you should have said I," and that 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 makes that makes this baptism unofficial. Like this, that that child's going to hell. So, so the conversation probably went that way. But yeah, let's be realistic. A majority of those baptisms, those folks ain't going to church. This is what. But Official. you are also taking away numbers uh, of your already dwindling faith, Catholic Church. It's and it is numbers. You you want as many as you you can have in your posse, and you just told thousands of people that they are oh, no longer welcome. But it's ridiculous. Like this, again, if you are a person of faith, that's awesome. I'm super happy for you. But I I still have to say that the. The, what's the word? The, the whole officialness of it sometimes gets a little bit ridiculous in my bureaucracy. mind. The, the bureaucracy. There we bureaucracy go. Bureaucracy of just loving God. So the, apparently, the use of the words I or we, Professor Sama uh, said, who is a religious studies professor at Case Western Reserve University in Ohio, um, said if you use the wrong way, so I, blah, 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 it causes or doesn't cause the transformation that is intended. And if you say it incorrectly, the person who is intended to be baptized is not transformed. If they go along and proceed as Catholics and have other sacraments in the future, it is all based on the fallacy that they were in fact transformed. My God, it's just... It's just them it's just saying, a place to spend hey, Sunday, guys. Come on. God I'm in the gang. It's not, it surely it's not that serious. Like, this shouldn't be that serious. It's it, now, it's, I don't know. There's, there's no mention of any. You're going to make people very spiteful. You're going to make people very just turned off now with this. Uh, not even, not even the people who were actually affected by this. Other people like, they might say the wrong words. Why, why, why should I do that now? Why would I put my child through that? If they're going, apparently they're going to hell anyways. What's the point? <sighs> so yeah, Professor Samo, who I don't know who this guy is. He seems like an idiot. So he says, um, different traditions, whether Catholic, Catholic, Catholicism, 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 there we go, Judaism or Hinduism, all have different patterns that you need to follow to become a fully authentic Catholic, for example. These rites are passage, and you have to undergo these to in these initiation rites in order to become a fuller human being. It's like, do you get like a membership card or anything? Jeez, like, like they're really weird about it. So, Kush fun fact 
I used to go to a Catholic school once upon a time called St. Thomas More. Now I'm not a wait, 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 wait. I used to go to a Catholic school called St. Thomas of Canterbury. Fascinating. There might be the same guy. You never know. Maybe. I only went there for two years. However, um, one year for All Saints Day, they had me uh, be St. Patrick. And we were just up on the, on the stage or where the altar is in church. And they gave me a communion. And that is the only time I've ever received communion when I most likely should not have received that. And we'll probably pay for it in some manner down the line with my faith. Did your skin start to smoke? Let's... No, like it was one of those things where like I examined it for a minute. I was like, all right, so this is what this looks like. This is what this feels like. That's what it smells like. It tastes kind of like styrofoam. Was... This is the body? This is his body? This is, this is the body? This is what I've been like. We went to mass once a week during, during school. So I was like, this is why I see these guys eating all the time. What I always used to it, wonder was... So during that whole thing, because I used to go to these things weekly at my Roman Catholic school, is you'd see that the priest or whatever hold up this wafer circle thing about yay big. For those listening, it's about, I mean, you've seen it's probably like a three-inch round thing anyway. And then he would like break it up. Then he would break Mm -hmm. it up into his little bowl. And then all of a sudden, he'd be handing out miniature versions miniature and i was like how the fuck did he do that like how did he break it up so well i was very impressed but yeah then so that's all bullshit it's just there you go body of christ body of christ but so yeah there's obviously no mention of you know because you you get refunds you have to pay right you don't have to pay for that it's all it's all free i mean it comes out of the tithes and the donations during the thing yeah yeah Thousands of people to go over, start again. Otherwise, you're not getting into heaven, buddy boy. But at least they found out yeah. now. Because imagine, oh, their face would be red if they died. <laughs> and went up there. <laughs> Sorry. And they showed like an action replay. Oh, actually, he said we instead of oh, I. Oh, no. But I've, but I've been a good cat. I've been a, I've been a good Christian this whole time. Like, I've loved my neighbor. I've, I've stopped prejudices. Like, I, we, we gave to charity and we helped the homeless. We even housed a guy. We housed a guy who had a had, had terrible addiction. Yeah, ha, but turns out he got baptized correctly. He's in here already. Your your man said the words wrong. We what a joker. Oh well. So there you go. If you are going to get baptized, make sure you read the script first. Otherwise, you might have to read through <laughs> it again. But I was nine months old. Read the contract. No. Go away. To the burning sea of hell, whatever the fuck it is. I don't know. I I still don't know the wording. I don't think it's important. Just quit. Just quit. Just move on. Move on. Move on. Move on. Anyway. Peace and love. Be nice to everyone. Anyway. It's now time for everybody's favorite segment of the show. It's time for Kush's movie review. It's that time where Kush goes see a movie and comes back, talks about it on Waffle Box. Kush's movie review. Uh, what have we got this week, Kush? We saw the video game adaptation of Uncharted. Sony Pictures 
Tom Holland, who is still in the world's biggest movie, uh, Spider-Man No Way Home. That is still in theaters uh, right. with Mark Wahlberg and uh, Antonio Banderas and a young lady named Sophia Ali, who I had not seen prior to this, but uh, she's okay too. Uncharted. It's a video game movie. But is it the best video game movie? I think people are reading too much into this. Just let them let them be. What what works in a video game, what works in a comic book, what worked in a TV show from the 80s is just going to look different on the big screen. And I am are you familiar with the game Uncharted, Mike? Only that I'm aware that it's a thing. That's fair. Fair enough. I have only played Uncharted 4. I think I went into a little bit about this last week's episode, but I have a PS4. It came with Uncharted 4. That's not the reason why I bought it. But I played it, and while I never finished it, I went, this is a very pretty movie that I get to interact with. Because there's real, almost next to no consequences. Like, there's, there's no... It, you, you, you walk your character one direction, and then it... it gives a tells you hey hit the circle button stupid and so you hit the circle button and then he jumps and then he jumps and that's it it's, it's kind of like dragon's lair from from back in the 80s but I that game a little more advanced oh, i should hope uh, so the jumping mechanism in that game was horrible mm, i agree i agree and when it um, oh, oh i'm thinking of um as well another similar game, uh, prince of persia do you remember like the, the original og prince of persia i do yeah, for that some reason, fresh. every time you made a jump, you would make the whole, uh, uh, <laughs> and uh, would always hang on the cliff like, uh, uh, and then like as soon as you land something, it would start rattling and fall. Oh, so annoying that game. Yeah. Not, uh, oh, that was definitely not a good video game movie. Unfortunately, they could have done so much, so much awesome with that, and somehow dropped the ball. But we're not talking about Prince of Persia, we're Fish. We're talking about Uncharted, and. As I predicted last week, fans of the video game franchise are probably going to hate this. But guys like me are probably going to be like, yeah, it's all right. Yeah, that's fun. Uh, I don't know if you saw the trailer, but there's a big scene where Tom Holland is hanging off like a, a cargo chain where like just, you know, pallets of, 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 of equipment and gear and food and whatever are just dangling out of a plane and he has to hop from one to the other. That's that's apparently a thing that happened in one of the games. It also takes place at the very beginning of the movie, so I don't feel like I'm spoiling anything. But goddamn, that was entertaining. It, it's in the trailer. It's, it's, it's yeah, it's in the trailer. There's a lot of fun sequences in this film. As far as the narrative goes, like I always say, less is more. I wish they had cut ten or fifteen minutes out of this movie, and this ends up turning into like a modern day pirate movie but much like the pirates of the caribbean films like it's just double cross after double cross after double cross it's just like guys just we don't need this just stop it you, you just you just burn in time you're just stretching the movie out longer than it needs to be knock that shit off otherwise i found it entertaining is as far as let's just take the video game part out of it it's a fine indiana jones clone you know I think the Goonies is better as far as like treasure hunt movies go, but this, this is fine. Do you need to see it in the theater? Probably not. You, you can wait for Netflix 
or whatever Sony's equivalent of a streaming service is. But yeah, it's fine. If anything, I think Antonio Banderas is underused. Um, Mark Wahlberg, oh, man. he's fine. I didn't care. But Tom Holland, yeah, he's spunky. It's interesting to see him not be a loser like he is a, as Peter Parker in Spider-Man. Uh, you know, it's fine. Go see it. Will, will it make? Uh, it apparently made more money than they were expecting it to make over the weekend. So I think you're going to see Uncharted for a while here. Well, Tom Holland, he wherever he goes, he makes money now. He does nowadays. Have you seen? Sure. Did you see the story about him training for this movie in a British bar? No. So oh, I guess uh, tra- training to be the bartender. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. So he went to a a British bar mm-hmm. and just on a spare moment kind of say, Hey, I'm doing this for a movie. Can I get behind the bar and like help out? Blah, blah, blah. And he apparently enjoyed it so much. He ended up like working the entire shift behind the bar. Nice. Until obviously words start getting around. Hang on a minute. That's Tom Holland behind the bar. And people started just coming and coming and coming and coming in. And then to, and then the owner of said bar was alerted to this and he came out and basically threw him out. <laughs> Why? You idiot. And that like, he tried to go back to the bar, I think the next day or something, and they wouldn't let him in. Mm-hmm. But then obviously, because of all of that work going around, that bar became extremely busy and popular for mm-hmm. X and next one of And then apparently they forgave him. So like, oh, actually, even though you shouldn't have done that. <laughs> You've made us oh, a lot of money. We forgive so you, Tom Holland. We forgive you. You fucking douchebags. He, uh, that, that's a hilarious story because when his character isn't stealing tombs or raiding tombs, uh, he's a bartender in New York City. So, and he, he does all the, all the, all the Tom Cruise cocktail bullshit, like shit. flipping bottles and you know, doing the, sh- you know, and you know, lighting shit on fire. Like, I believe, I believe he had more problems learning how to bartend than he did parkour. And there's a lot of parkour in this goddamn movie. Ooh. So, um, the guy who directed it, Ruben Fleischer, you know him, his work from Zombieland 1 and 2. He also did the first Venom. So, this guy makes an entertaining movie. While I didn't see Venom, he makes an entertaining movie. Those movies make money. Sony loves him. And uh, expect an Uncharted 2. I'm giving it a 3 out of 5, but again, it's, it's fine. Don't don't be attached to your video game, kids. Just enjoy the ride and have fun. And uh, yeah, I think at this point you have to lower your expectations because I can't name a single video game movie that's like anyone I've gone into and going, oh my god, they they did that video game complete justice. This movie is fantastic. Like, that's never happened. So at this point, I would just say lower your standards. Of video games that I have played for the movie I have seen, I would say Rampage is probably the best. I mean, it delivered exactly what it promised. It's not, it's not rocket science. It's it's kaiju's. It's monsters destroying buildings. It delivered that. The end. In fact, Rampage is like three or four different movies in one two-hour block. But um, video games that I haven't played, Detective Pikachu. Oh, like I don't. I still have no desire to play this game, but this movie is amazing. That's a it. great movie. I will yeah. say, yeah. I, I, I will. I will. I will. Defend that phrase, great, because I enjoyed the shit out of it and have watched it multiple times since. Even I still have say, not seen Sonic. I was about to mention I was the Sonic movie is pretty solid. 
pretty solid movie. I'm looking forward to the, the, the sequel. I got to say, when they announced Idris Elba is going to be a part of it, I went like, you don't say. Now you have my attention. Now I'm interested in seeing this. Probably still not seeing it, but still. You're at least closer to seeing it. I think it's a better project with Idris Elba, for sure. Well, Uncharted, three out of five. How many how many franchises can this one man be in? He's going to... Tom Holland? He's yeah. on a streak right now, yeah. He, he's going to try and be in more if he can. I mean, that's a good type of word to get, because realistically, you're just doing the same thing over and over again, but earning big bucks to do it. So if you can get like mm-hmm. three or four franchises going at the same time, my gosh... Right now, Michelle Rodriguez is Fast and the Furious. She is a part of Avatar, and she's a part of, oh, geez, I just had it on the tip of my tongue. Um, oh, Resident Evil. We don't talk about Resident Evil on this film. She's in like four out of six of those stupid oh, things. They so. are stupid things. Well, yeah, but still. I but don't know still. why as well. I went kind of Sean Connery at the end there. Yeah, man, you got very short. My gosh. I'm short. Sure Sometimes you have to backhand a bitch. <laughs> Jesus, Sean. Calm down. Oh, you always have to I take it part. You have to take it part, Sean. Uh, anyway, Uncharted. Check it out. Uh, would you? I know you said you don't have to necessarily check it in the movie theater. Check it out when it comes out at home. But you did also mention that it's an incredibly beautiful movie. Do you think it's going to be lost a little bit? On the home, unless you've got like a fucking mega nah, dungeon it's, 20 it's, inch TV. It goes on, on, on many locations. Those those locations probably won't look any different on my 4K TV than they did on the Regal screen. Uh, yeah, it's fine. All right. And yeah, again, the, uh, the gimmick in the trailer where he's hanging off an airplane, that's just super exciting. Like, I was like, on the edge, I was like, where? How did he get out of this one? And this is just the beginning. Oh my god! Guess what? He found a way, but still, it's fucked up. But still, found a way. So, teasing next week. Hopefully, we get to see the Foo Fighters horror Ooh. comedy Studio Six Six Six. That does. So I'm hoping to give you guys that next week. It's on limited screens. TBD to be determined. That looks horrific, but. It looks oh, amazing it look, at the same it looks time. Hilarious. Yeah, it looks like that's what I mean. It's, it looks terribly amazing. Definitely, you want to check that out as well. Um, all right, let's wrap up the stories for this evening with tonight's feel good story of the week. I um, do enjoy these stories. Yeah, and this one's actually, I normally I always start off with the feel-good story and then my jadedness comes in and I just start making fun of it and picking holes in it. But no, this one is wholesome and there's nothing to it. So I'm going to try to go backwards in the story to kind of give a little bit of a a cliffhanger. So there was a family that went to the dog pound because they wanted to rescue some dogs. You know, give some a dog. But who rescued Hume like fish? (laughs) (laughs) um yes anyway so they picked up this um dog which was a certain breed which 
isn't mentioned. Jesus, why are they not mentioned? That's a big part of the story. Come on. That's kind of important detail, guys. Oh, whoever's writing these stories. Anyway, it's a dog. Brilliant. Anyway, so they picked up this dog and her twin sister from the pound when they were six months old. And then they held on to these dogs for about six months. And then they one day they went to the store and for 20 minutes and came back and one of the dogs was gone. Dog's missing. Dog stolen. That happens. My gosh. Dogs are getting stolen nowadays. Now, here's the moral of the story is make sure you get your dog microchipped because hmm. 12 long years went by and a dog was discovered it had been dumped from a vehicle in a rural property near Stockton in California. Wild. So the police picks it up, got the microchip scanned. The dog had been missing for so long that the dog had actually been declared dead by the microchip company in 2015. But luckily the sheriff... The dog was still chipped, though. dog was still chipped. So the, the sheriff dug deeper, got the information. Luckily... Then phone number connected to the microchip still worked. Ring, 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 ring. Hey, is this your dog? Oh, my God. I haven't seen a dog in 12 years. And they were reunited. 12 long years after the dog was stolen from their home. Isn't that beautiful? Yes, but But if the dog was chipped, why wasn't it found within a week? Like, is, is it only like a proximity circumference range bullshit? Maybe. I don't like, know. But this is good. I'm liking this. It's like a role reversal. Well, You're the one that's trying to shit on a nice story this week, not me. I'm definitely not trying to shit on the story, but like, I, I when when this story was presented to us, I just skimmed it. I was just, I want you to have the most honest reaction on the show, this Waffle Box podcast. And I didn't realize that the dog had been chipped. I thought this was a PSA that you were giving people like, get your dog chipped, people. You never know when you like, this is just the best case scenario. It took 12 years, but the dog got home. But if the dog was already chipped, like what happened? Was the chip just faulty? Maybe it was a radius thing. I don't know. Maybe now I'm going to have to look into microchips. Or maybe yeah, like this you, wasn't a very you, good you microchip. You have a dog. Again, that's what I'm saying. Like, was it a faulty microchip? Maybe it was just like a, or was it, a, was it a microchip, or did they just like stuff their business card in their collar? And luckily, it'd still be sitting there. <laughs> Maybe this story's lying. They're just like, did you get microchipped? Um, yes, sure, yes, ish. We, we rubbed a microchip on him. Mm, if by microchip you mean we wrote our phone number with a sharpie on the dog. Sure. We we crumbled some Pringles and sprinkled it on the dog, and those became microchips, right? Oh, that's a hell of a way to end the story. But yeah, anyway, now now we've kind of delved into the shoddiness of microchips for dogs. But still, lovely story. Twelve years reunited. They're looking forward to getting her home, getting her healthy, and to live out the rest of her life finally in a family home. Didn't mention anything about the oh, twin dear. sister, so hopefully the twin sister's still alive. Otherwise, that's kind of a Debbie Downer of the story. But there you go. Beautiful stuff. All right. Let's talk about some plugs. Um, 
obviously, don't forget if you do want to support Waffle Box, you can do it in many, many forms. Obviously, if you are watching us on YouTube, make sure you hit that subscribe button, give the video a little thumbs up. Apparently, that helps with the algorithm. Um, tell your friends, tell your family, share the video, share the podcast, however, you're listening to it. If you are listening to us, the audio version, make sure you tell your friends and family. And if you are want to be really gracious and support the podcast monetarily, of course, you don't have to, but if you do wish to, we do appreciate it. Obviously, we want to make sure you get something out of it. Go to wafflemerch.com. Get yourself a nice T-shirt or a mug or whatever it might be. Uh, you could do that. But that's not where it stops because we are coming to you with even more content in the coming week. Uh, before we get into the Waffle Box extra content, what have the good folks got to look forward to this week on the Microdose feed, Crochets? Well, you were a guest a couple of weeks ago on the Ramblin' Ronnie podcast. And this week, Ramblin' Ronnie is going to be a guest on the Microdose. We're going to talk about how she started the project. We're going to talk about true crime series and what might come up on her show in the future. So we uh, it, that's going to be a good time. Otherwise, check out the Kick-Ass Movie podcast next week. And we got a brand new episode for you guys, season two. It's episode eight. You're going to love it. Me, Kush Hayes, director, master, Len Kavazinski. It's going to be a good time. And yes, don't forget, yeah, the Ramley Money podcast. Check that out. Uh, I was on there about a week or so ago. Uh, Talking about Sleepaway Camp. Fun stuff. Fun stuff. Check that out. Um, Coming up this weekend, this Saturday dropping is another bonus show as we dropping little breadcrumbs of bonus shows to see what we can and can't do. Um, it's going to be the very premiere episode of That Mike Fish Show with special guest Beck Becker from the St. Louis Chat Show podcast. Uh, he also does voiceover work. This guy has got an amazing voice. It will put you to sleep in a good way. Uh, check that out. It's going to be on the main Waffle Box feed, whether you listen to audio or Spotify, podcast, good podcast, all that good stuff. That Mike Fish show. so nice. They ate him twice. Indeed. I even get into that, his name uh, at the beginning of the show. Um, also, the video version yeah. will be available on the YouTube channel as well. But that wraps up another episode of Waffle Box. Make sure you do follow us on all of our socials at Waffle Box Pod, whether you're on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook. I am Mr. Mike Fish. He is Kush underscore Hayes. But until next week, don't forget to take care of yourselves and each other.